Welcome to the E&S Wolves podcast with your host, Nathan Judah, and Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 85. It's the ENS Wolves Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah, and I am here with Ooh, Timmy Boy. Timmy Boy. Timmy Boy. He gets knocked down. Stop it. But he gets up again. Stop it. You ever gotta keep him down? I like that song. You like that song? Yeah, yeah Chumba, very good Chumba, 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 Chumba Wumba. And they threw a bucket of ice water over John Prescott at the Brit Awards. Did they, back in the day? Yeah. I, I Anarchists. Assume, I assume he, did he get the fisticuffs out, good old Ooh, John? Could have done. Yeah. yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. Hull MP, John Prescott, came from my, my constituency. Makes sense. Absolutely. Um, You're very alike. <laughs> Only trouble in first class. <laughs> uh, right, uh, how's it going? What's been happening? Busy. Just, you are. You are. To be fair to the lad. To be fair to the lad. You are busy most of the time, but this week it's ramped up, hasn't it? It's basically the start of the season now. Mm. In terms of workload, stuff going on, transfers, yep. matches, yep. all sorts of shenanigans going on, on and off the pitch. Yeah, in and out of the office. <laughs> the police read the office there to that. <laughs> it's all going on. Uh, and ha- just been, how are you? I'm all right, I'm all right. Yeah, like you say, it is, it is in full pre-season mode. It doesn't matter. In fact, I think pre-season sometimes busier than normal season. So many games, signings, it's, it's all kicking off. It's exciting though. Yeah, it's and great. Not it's dull. Great. No, brilliant! I'm loving it, and it's just, I just my mobility hasn't been the best uh, this week. Yes, I, uh, I've just started to walk properly today. Please, please expand. <laughs> so, um, I, I climbed climbed a mountain. <laughs> climbed a mountain. I climbed a mountain. Go on, carry on. What's that da, from? Na, na, na. That's a song, isn't it? Some Guns and, the Guns and Roses. Is Guns and Roses. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, climbed uh, Mount Snowden. The other Snowden. Day. Fair play to the guy. He did well. I've seen the pictures. He, he did. He did reach the peak. Yeah, it was it was quite an experience. Go on, I'd recommend it to anybody. The, ah. the sense of achievement when you get to the top, yeah. and can't see a bloody thing, nothing. <laughs> that, that was a bit disappointing. Snow capped. So it took it took four hours, I think, with stops to get up there. It's extremely steep at some point, and uh, I feel sorry for the donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you say that, but people were walking up with dogs. Were they? People were walking up with bikes as well. They, they? they would bike a bit of it and then carry their bike for the rest. Oh. Of it. It's all like bloody seventy degree angle here. You're going up decent quads for, for that to happen. Oh. Anyway, myself and um, person I did it with <laughs> was. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I bet you did. I don't. <laughs> I was too tired. <laughs> Neither of us would call ourselves the fittest. Right. But we still managed to do it. But honestly, it. You call it fit, mate. It hurts. Did it? It hurts. Right. Um, but um, yeah, my, my thighs have been. I was walking around like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz on, right. on Monday. You were, you were, and you were. Well, your Tim Man was was grey. I mean, you you were more of a more a rosy rosy pink. Maroon, say. yeah, I got sunburn. Yeah. So the forecast was for cloud is about twenty degrees. Yeah. But I didn't really realise that once you get once you get close to the sun, mm. we were probably only what a mile away from the sun. Once oh. you get to the top of Snowden, uh, yeah, it's very <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> even though it's cloudy, it was the sun was shining and I got. Burnt. Yeah, yeah, you were you were beetrooting Real out. Real bad. Beetrooting out. So I had that I got blisters on my heels. Mm-hmm. 
from after I spent twelve twelve pound on a pair of walking shoes from Andy. What, you're really you're really selling the Snowden experience. <laughs> That's great. The views, the views are outstanding. What you show? Oh, okay. The views are outstanding. Once you start getting to the top, but you're nowhere near the top, and mm. you're already in the clouds. Yeah, it's crazy. And then once we got to the top, it was just pure white wherever we could see. Wowza! Because we're literally in the weather. Um, very painful, but very enjoyable. Yeah, the views are outstanding. Loads of people were doing it. There were bloody hundreds of people walking up and down. Is it, you don't have to so pay anything so, at all? Is it no, free? No, God, no. So you get chatting to a few people. The best thing about it is once you get to the top, there's a bloody bar. Oh, you can't knock that. I mean, they didn't have any Malbec, but they um. Beers and ciders and hot food and whatnot and everybody's up there and little train station. It's all yeah, it's all very fair play. And also calories, calories burned. Three thousand. Wow, was there? Do three, you have the little? Have you got one of those watches? Missus, I've one of them watches. Mm. Three thousand calories. Probably more for you then. Twenty-seven thousand steps. Goodness me, a fair play. And it took you about seven hours in total. And you would recommend it to to all who haven't conquered it. Yeah, it's just anyone could do it. Like I said, I've got absolutely no fitness levels whatsoever, as has been discussed in this podcast many times. But yeah, we, we, we managed to do it. Fair play, fair play. Very and, good. And, yeah, and great. Maybe you could post post a view, post a post a view picture in your in your four Shall pictures I? this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll I think do that. you should just to, just to show people who maybe will will never get to Snowden just to see what it's like from from, from your view. Yeah, it's all. It's, I tell you what, if anyone wants to do it, it's all easy to do. We parked in a nearby village, four four quid to park there all day. Yeah, you literally just you just start walking up it. Oh, that's top Brilliant. drawer. Did you have a coffee at the top? Did you or did you have a? a I had a Fanta, down to Fanta. That, smash it to pieces. And we'd run out. Of, <laughs> we'd run out of water at this point, so we need need quite a lot of water as well. Okay. You really came prepped then, didn't you, for the uh, <laughs> Honestly, adventure ahead? Well, <laughs> it was in Aldi on the morning or the day before <laughs> um, to get some supplies, and yeah, there was some twelve pound walking boots. So uh, snap them off. They're yeah. pretty comfy. Did the were job. they? Yeah, great. I mean, and that's, I'm sure that's exactly what they say when you say wear boots. In. I'll tell you what, on your, on your first, your first wear, climb Snowden with them. I mean, I wore, I wore jeans. They're like high heels, man. Um, You've got to wear them around the house first before you get comfortable. Yeah, I know. I forgot about that. Oh, wore, you wore jeans. Jeans and a t-shirt. Jeans is in long jeans. Oh my god! Right, my t-shirt. Right, we're about a quarter of the way up the mountain. Yeah. And uh, Mrs. goes um, the hill. What's wrong with your What's wrong with your back? Right. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm just a bit sweaty. We were all a bit sweaty. Yeah. The sweat on my t shirt, on yeah. my back, yeah. had turned a peculiar colour. What? Switzerland colours yellow. So I had a rucksack on my back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always bad with a rucksack because he's proper, properly sweating. And I think it's some kind of chemical reaction. With the, the material, the bottom half of, of the t shirt on yeah. my back yeah. was rusty brown. A rusty brown? Rusty. Wow, was how I turned. It was crazy. Okay. I don't know why. My my sweat was pure, but it was. Jesus, she was. And um, but yeah, on on my t-shirt's like some brown colour. Can anyone advise any any chemists out there? Yeah, I'm sure that the people will advise you about what the brown colour was, and it. It'll be, it'll be <laughs> toy, no, toy it's, like, it's like a rusty brownie yellow, but I presume it's some kind of a rusty brownie yellow. Do you really want to carry on with this kind of chemical reaction with with my sweat and my t-shirt? I don't know. Right. Okay. Rank. Anyone who's got any. Uh, any answers to that? Please uh, send it in on a post. Yeah, let me know. Okay, great stuff. Um, I tell you what, though, interaction of the week. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Eleven a.m. Yeah. Costa Coffee oh, winners. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so for anyone who was listening on the podcast, and obviously you know what the um that we do the fancy Premier League, the people who beat us last year, all forty four of them were invited for a free Costa Coffee on on myself and Tim. 
and um, all 44 of you showed up. Okay, maybe not, maybe eight or nine. But or what? Six or seven. Yeah. Um, it was a very enjoyable morning. I would like to say, and and a lot of people said this on online on the morning. Yeah, obviously, you know, we'd love you to see you, Nathan, but Tim will be like not too bothered, and he'll he'll be he'll be worried about coming to meet that? people. There's quite a few people I got there. I'm like, no, me and Tim will be there at eleven o'clock. We're both really looking forward to it. And then it gets to about 10.55 and Tim's at his desk. And I'm like, Tim, you know... I'd only just got on my desk at that point. We're going to have to go to um, go meet the peeps. And, and, you know, you look at it and go, oh... And I'm like, come on, we're going to go. He says, I'll be be with you in five minutes. I'll be five minutes behind you. Were your words? So I go in at 11 o'clock. No one there, by the way. So I was a little bit worried. Anyway, quite a few people started turning up. Got some coffees. Had a good chit-chat. So this coffee morning, 11 o'clock till 12 o'clock. What time did Tim Spears... Roll into the Costa Coffee. Don't. What what time did you roll into the Costa Coffee? On this front, what you, time you did you said roll in? you were like Tim, just 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 turn up any time. It's wow. fine. Wow, eleven thirty-eight. No, it wasn't. 11, it wasn't. It was twenty-five past eleven. You walked in with with a news report at eleven thirty-eight because I looked at my clock. It was eleven thirty-eight. It wasn't like there were witnesses here. There were witnesses. Anyway, mm. we we were there for a full hour after yeah, that. We were. We were there we were. to about half twelve. Great people. The absolute. And, and to be fair, I was a little bit worried. Because Yao, Yao got in touch on the morning. <laughs> and, well, uh, I didn't even want it to, to end, but the, but they all left. <laughs> they didn't actually leave. It's the first time. I'm going to have to get going. This is a true story. Me and Tim were actually outside Costa Coffee. Everybody had gone. It's been, it's been lovely to meet you. I think, I think quite a few people said the bubble was burst when they came to meet us in real life. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it was, it was lovely. And thank you so much. I've got their names here. Uh, Kieran Squire, oh, George... Line. Uh, George Freeth, yep, good bloke. Harry Whittingham, Love him. Trev Johnston, really Luke nice Brereton. Yep. Um, oh, that guy. And St- I tell you what, Steve Shoebottom got a special mention. Yep. Um, rocked, yep. Up, rocked up late, 12.08. Yep. Um, but we were still there because we were having such a great time with the peeps. And uh, he'd come all the way from Bristol as the guy. Yeah. Driven from Bristol to Wolverhampton, parked in the train station to come and have his cost of coffee. Now, for me... That's a little bit counterproductive on a on a, on a you know spending scale to, to get a two pound eighteen uh, you know skinny latte skinny vanilla latte but at the same time applaud your commitment sir um, Bristol Bristol Wolf Bristol Wolf um, Wolf in Bristol he's Wolf known. in Bristol as he's known yeah. who I must say when he turned up and said oh I've driven all the way from Bristol to see you I was yeah. like. Um. <laughs> then, then he went to get his coffee and we were like great and then he went to his coffee and all the other guys were like oh. yeah it's like is this guy on the level but he was he was absolutely cracking he was about. top draw I've started following him on Twitter now Lo- lovely guy yeah absolutely top top man So, so he wants you to follow him as well so can you do that please I, yeah but you know only follow about less than 200 people it's well difficult. well, as people as people who turned up to this coffee morning know there was one for someone else you used to follow that you don't anymore <laughs> that's now that's that, that's a special that's a special well, that's, that's what you had to turn up special for, bit of information to the that only those people will know and yes. no one else will ever find yes, out. Yes, we, we had to do an edit during a podcast late last season mm. uh, when I discovered somebody that Judah follows on Twitter. Uh, so we had to cut it out. I think we referenced it at the time but didn't go into details. But yes, those who attended Costa Coffee got the, got, the, got, got the pleasure of the actual story on that one. The, the inner sanctum did find out. But no, thank you so much for everyone for coming. Really, really enjoyed it. And of course, we'll, we'll get the fantasy stuff out of the way now. I know a lot of people are asking. We haven't put it out online yet. We want to give you guys the first chance uh, to join the league, to join this year's league, the code is 803 604 8036041712. 803-604-179712. If you were in the league previously, you should be added 
automatically to this year. But if you're not listening in the podcast, you will you will miss out on a, on a lot of the banter this season. So make sure you do that. Did my um, team this week? You did. Yeah, Barry, Barry got, yeah, got, got to make one transfer already. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that, um, I'm sure, very, very shortly. Um, the prize this year, of course, anyone, again, who finishes above me and Tim uh, will get a free cost of coffee. We'll make it maybe the time-wise. I mean, I understand 11 till 12, a lot of people were working. Um, and doing well, 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 but the, the the crowd we got was the students and the teachers, the teachers basically. <laughs> we'll make it a bit more user friendly next time. And the top eight people this year will be getting a slap up meal bought by me and Tim. And the top two will be coming uh... on the top two will be coming on the podcast with a champions trophy. We still need to have Nando's with the top three from this season. Uh, looking forward to that. Oh, we will so let you know. Some guys just follow me. He's called Tim Horsey. Tim Horsey. That's a good name. Isn't Tim it? Horsey. Um, how was your? Oh. Well, people were talking about your dulcet tones on on Talksport two earlier on. You you featured um, with Mr. Ray Stubbs and talked a little bit about Wolves and preseason. Anything you can um, enlighten us on? I bloody love Ray Stubbs. I kept calling him Ray because I just oh Ray, how you oh, doing? Oh Ray. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, always nice to be invited on the old radio. Talksport two is quite good actually. I've been in there, been there a couple of times. It's yeah. just pure football chat, and it's, it's not not as. Um, not as tabloidy as the as the main station, I don't think, because they've because they've got many listeners, so they don't they don't, <laughs> they don't they don't need to try and win people over with their uh, with their silly agendas. But they're, but the good aunt talks about too. Sorry, I do like talks about for the record. <laughs> Can't just slug off the company. I mean, it's just the one company, man. <laughs> I did it for free, mate. <laughs> oh dear, it's true, fair play. Um, but yeah, good stuff, and it's a good thing your meeting finished early, otherwise people might have had a bit of a shock. Yeah, because you you were due to stand in. I was going to come in. I, I had a meeting at work this morning, and uh, I wasn't sure what time I was going to finish. So Judah was primed and ready for his big moment. Uh, I, made, I made eight pages of notes, and I was just crestfallen when I saw him come out of the meeting early. But anyway, hey ho, maybe next time. Um, ju- just to follow up on yeah. the uh, on the Costa, we did we did have an email from Gerald Page five days ago. Yeah, he's been participating last year and finished third. Pagey, Pagey boy. Yeah. Gerald G, big G. Jezza. Uh, unfortunately, he's lived in Lincoln for the past three and a half years. He's very unfortunate. So sadly, I mean, it's not as far as Bristol, but sadly, uh, he was unable to attend. Bad times for him. So you'll have small saving of at least two pound fifty. Uh, I do hope to attend your Nando's meal. Oh, excellent. That might be because he'll be one of the top few. Yeah. If not, I hope to see you guys at Sinsel Bank when Lincoln play Wolves in the Chuck Trade Trophy. Yeah, Sinsel. My grandson plays for Lincoln under 14, so I hope she'll be able to get some tickets. Thanks, Gerald. Nice email, and we hope to meet you this season. Absolutely. Look, looking forward to that. Yeah, fingers crossed you get yourself in for Nanders on Queen Street. Um, right, three games. Three exciting, thrilling games since we last spoke, Tim. Uh, the the prestigious, and and for some, for some of the highlight of the season, H Hotels Cup. The Bedsit Cup. Which we were both... Which we were both um, present in in um, the bed and breakfast shield. Oh goodness me! Um, in 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 spirit rather than rather than body. I paid absolutely no attention to it whatsoever. Apparently, it was an absolute farce. Anyone who watched it, a joke. Coming from coming from um, Express and Star reporter Joe Edwards, it was a joke. Joke farcical in... situations. Why? Just the way it was set up. The games were terrible. Um, there was supposed to be a penalty shootout in the second game. Didn't happen. They just called it off. It was just. Ridiculous, which begs the question. I bet, I bet you that was Nuno's idea. <laughs> Probably. For, for yeah. no penalty shootout. Which begs, well, they didn't want to lose two penalty shootouts in the same day, did they? Yes. Um, no, no. So, so obviously, you know, three three games we've had, two 45 minutes and a 90 minute, nil, 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 nil. Um, begs the question, why did they go to Germany to do this? That seems kind of pointless to me. Was it the wedge? You wouldn't have said that if they'd won. 
Uh, what another Urun Cup? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All the Premier League teams do this. Do they for two forty-five minute games and then just come back from Switzerland? It was a strange. Uh, one Villa to me. did it last year. I think Albion did on sixty-minute games this year. It's it's a well, weird well, one. Well, I, well for both of them then. Yeah. I had no uh, no intention of going, and I paid absolutely no attention to it because I was climbing Snowden at the time. But it just seems like a yeah, a glorified fitness exercise, but in front of a few more fans than normal. Because there's quite a few fans there, I think. Yes. But um, uh, yeah, I don't think we can learn too much from that one. But we were Timothy at the um, at the Bet Three Six Five Stadium last night. I called it Britannia before. I prefer I prefer the Britannia. It's just old school, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? All these well, new sponsorship names. But I mean, I do sponsor Bet Three Six Five personally as well on a, on, a, on a daily basis. So I wasn't too. Yes, quite. Um. What did you think? What did you make of it? What was what were your overall overall thoughts? While well, I just make a quick um, a quick couple of texts. Okay. Oh, so, sorry. Sorry, we're keeping you. Well, no, we have a special guest coming on the show. Oh, um, is he coming hopefully. on? Soon? Yes, I think he's going to come on. So I just need to confirm with him before we let the peeps know. Okay. Let's not big him up too much before people think it's Nuno or, or Jeff Shee. Oh yeah, that'd be a massive disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Nobody could hear. I'm not. I'm not. This, this gentleman's very 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 cool. Go on. So Stoke. So it was more of a typical pre-season game, really. It's um, it's a shame they've kind of um, regressed slightly from where they were in Switzerland, where um, they were playing a lot of free-flowing, creative football. They had their fluency about them. The, you know, the front three were interlinking beautifully. Absolutely demolished young boys. Swiss champions four nil. Happy days, really. But then equally, you don't want to peak too soon. I mean, last season. Wolves uh, peaked at the perfect time. If you remember Leicester at home, they beat them one nil. Could have been four or five that day. Um, and Nuno treated that Leicester game as a league game. He treated it very seriously. You know, decent crowd at Molyneux and um, treated it, yeah, like I said, as a league game. So, so really, you, you want to be peaking for this Villarreal game in a week and a half. You don't want to be peaking um, too early. So it is. It's a, it's a shame for fans who are turning up to watch that it's not. They're not the best watch at the moment. I mean, that Ajax game wasn't great. Obviously, no goals in Germany. No goals at Stoke last night, but the primary focus at this time of year remains fitness. That's the be-all and end-all. Um, they're steering clear of injuries so far. Barry Douglas is the only one that's really picked one up this pre-season, not that it matters anyway now. So, yes, you want to see a bit more football being played in the final third, but that'll come. That'll come. I'd be far more worried if they were shipping goals left, right and centre. Yeah. And they didn't have organisation and defensive stability about them. I think the the goals will will, will come, um, but for me, I'm very impressed with their defensive record. They've conceded only two goals so far in pre-season. They were unbeaten. You know, you ignore the penalty shootout. They were unbeaten so far, and they've had a very very testing pre-season schedule. Yeah. Every single game is tough. Yeah. Every single last night's game included. Stoke Stoke squad on paper is, is definitely good enough for the Premier League. So League. good. Um, so and they they were the better team against Stoke. They created the better chances. They mm-hmm. hit the post. But yeah, the defensive stability for me is, is fantastic. Cedo, two goals so far. He's got his back three, back four sorted with a keeper. So they go into the season um, with a good base, and that's what it's all about. Uh, Jimenez, thoughts? Did okay. I'd like to see... Like, there wasn't a huge amount of play in the final third for Wolves, which was a shame. They were a bit disjointed because Jota came off after half an hour. That was a pre-planned change. Um, it was proper pre-season. You had, at one point, you had... You had- Cavalera doing shuttles. You had Jota coming off the pitch and going to the other side to do some drills. You had a few people going into the tunnel. It was almost just like it was uh, you were at Compton. Yeah, no, exactly. I, you know, I don't think we should go over it too much because it was typical yeah. pre-season game. What I would say is Neves played very well. I thought he's looking good in pre-season. Patricio pulled off a couple of blinding saves. Mm-hmm. Um, annoying, really, for Ruddy and Norris. They've had nothing to do all pre-season, but Patricio got a chance to show off his skills and he did so very good. Um, Jimenez looked nice. Some nice touches. Some nice hold-up play. Created a couple of chances. And then the kids, Ryan Giles, again, 
Great performance. He's still got the shirt. Left wing back. He nearly scored a beauty of a goal. He cut inside. Absolutely oh, yeah, yeah, ghosted yeah. past the player and then hit a low shot. A great save from the keeper across. What a, what a moment that would have been for the young lad. Who And I had a chat with him afterwards. He's absolutely buzzing with, with the opportunity that he's got. And the fact that he's really enjoying himself out on the pitch. Great lad. Um, got wheels, by the way. You can run for days. Yeah, but he's under no illusions that he's going to be the man that starts against Everton on August 11th. You know, mm. he knows. He, but he, he knows how important this could this yeah. these few weeks could be for his um, for his career and his development. And then also, Benny Ashley Seal did very well. Uh, nearly scored, hit the post, and Pedro Gonçalves did well as well. Came mm. alongside Neves and Central Midfield, some nice touches. So that, those are the positives. <laughs> Interviewing the peeps afterwards and uh, seeing seeing them all, everyone dressed up, all new kits, lo- looking great, glorious again. Looking at a few people in last year's kit. Oh, I think it's yellow. You know that away end. It's yellow. You know, you know, at Fulham they've got that um, neutral stand. Yeah. Uh, behind the goal, yes. where fans from opposing teams can mix. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the Wolves away end sort of looked like that last night because you had, you, had, you had quite a few people in in a deep orange and then, yeah. and then quite a few in a, in, a, in a sort of a bright yellow. So when the launch is there, you, you haven't got anything to, to, to really compare it with. But uh, yeah, that was the first time last night when I when I saw him. I was like, yeah, it's very. I like the kit a lot, but it is it's slightly too light. Mm. Maybe maybe when uh, Wolves get into the Europa League next year qualification, they'll change it to a gold. They'll give themselves more of a priority. Mm, yeah, it's just you know they're finally on the big stage. They're finally showing themselves off to the world. And Wolves' colour is unique. Yeah, but, you know they look like Borussia Dortmund now. No one, no one's going to see them who don't know that it's black and gold. They're going to say, "Oh, that's a goal." They're going to say it's yellow. They're playing well, yellow. Especially there's, there's no other teams in the top flight that play in that colour now. Now that Hull, mm. Hull have been relegated, yeah, you know, Wolves are the only team that play in goldy orange or mm. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so they've just gone a bit too yellowy, mm. unfortunately. You like, you know, that's a big thing for us is, that, is their colour. Not unique, but it makes them sort of unique, doesn't it? And the name and the wolf head, you know, these are the great selling points yeah. that Foson keep telling us about. So it's a bit of a shame that they're a bit yellowy, but I do like the kit. Right, let's go on to some um, some transfer dealings, Timothy. Yep. Two massive, and I mean massive, £5 million signings and deals took place this week. James McLean has gone yeah. from West Brom to Stoke for £5 million. And this little kid called João Moutinho has come in from Monaco. Uh, we've been waiting, we've been talking about a central midfielder. We know that it needed to happen, but I mean, on the grand scale of things, this is someone who is absolutely world-class and is so exciting. Yeah, it's a, it's a stu- whatever way you look at it, it's a stunning signing. One of the most high-profile in Wolves' very long history. You know, Patricio perhaps not as well known, but but Moutinho, everybody, everybody knows who that guy is. He's one... He's, Portugal's third highest cap holder. You look at the amount of caps that club that players across Europe have, have achieved at the 113 level that he's at. We're talking the likes of Xavi, Iniesta, Lothar Mateus, Beckham, Gerard, Pirlo. You know, these mm-hmm. these are the class of players that he's with. So to get 113 caps for a major European nation is um, stunning. And then his domestic record, I think he's won four league titles, uh, Europa League, loads of cups. Every single game he's played in his career has been at the top level, in the yeah. top flight, either for Sporting, Porto or Monaco. It's a big surprise to me that he's never made the jump to the Premier League before and an even bigger surprise that it's now with Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, and he mm. he will certainly take them to a new level. He brings experience, which is very important in that area of the pitch. Wolves haven't got much experience at that level. Him and Patricio bring leadership. They bring experience, great mentality, professionalism. And I, you know, he's going to be a, he's going to be a mentor to young Neves as well. Very very kind of similar players. That's the only that's the biggest perhaps surprise of this whole deal 
is that he's yeah he's the midfielder we were expecting them to bring in and mm. they are going to sign another one or they certainly hope to and need to is um, the fact he's so similar to Neves but it, it shows it shows Wolves setting their stall out for the new season as to how they're going to do it in terms of um, possession in midfield because you you don't uh, you don't want to look at it with as a negative at this point but there's not a lot of mobility at well, there's not a lot of pace in that central midfield now is there no and there's not a lot of bite either. Neves can't really tackle. So I was, I was, I was going to say to you, like, now, now you've got someone in, like, um, like Moutinho. Do you want someone who's maybe a bit of a, a bit of a beast in centre midfield? Someone like, dare I say it, Alfred and Jai now as your number three central midfielder. Someone who is going to be a tough tackler who, who can, you know, you, you can you can slip into the lineup when needed. Well, that's the, exactly the kind of player I gather that they're looking for now, who will come in, but. Neves is going to play every game and you'd expect Moutinho to come in and play every game. So you've got to be someone who's going to be not happy or content with but is going to be probably play second fiddle. Hence why, what's what's Alfred Njai's situation? Well, he's, he's at Molyneux next weekend so let's, let's, <laughs> let's try and for Villarreal game, yeah. let's try and keep him here. Um, I mean, I'm not sure, he didn't... He didn't have too many opportunities in terms of a long run in the side last year but it's, but he didn't do enough to say, look, you've got to buy me lads, I'm good enough for the Premier League. Yeah. But you do need a you do need a player in that mould. You do. Probably I mean, just... you've got Sace, I guess. But at the same time, he no. looks, looks now like he's going to be at the back. Sace is going to be at centre half, yeah. and you, you don't want to be you don't want to be pushing him into midfield for the odd game here or there. You want mm. a, a stable back three, yeah. week after week. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's the probably the crucial, probably the most important addition now for the rest of the summer of what remains of it. Two weeks is a midfielder of that ilk because they will need someone like that for a lot of the games that they're going to have to play next year but I mean fans Wolves fans to have someone like to have Neves and Moutinho in your central midfield this season that is an absolute delight and I think a lot of a lot of national newspapers and, and media have, have said like out of the side the top six name me a better central midfield now they still yeah. got to see them in the Premier League but for an excitement level it's just absolutely fantastic and you've got you've got someone with, with Moutinho who's got like you say who's got experience as well at the top level and you've got someone like Neves who could be you never know the next Moutinho hopefully I mean he's got the world at his feet the lad but that's a great great for Neves to learn off someone as well you know someone of that ilk so we've got a bit of a special guest to come on hopefully um, Tim do you know that? Yeah, Joe Martino, isn't it? Yeah, Joe Martino. Uh, Tom Kunder, uh, who's who's been doing um, some some work for us, uh, Portuguese expert Tom, um, who I think actually is in Portugal himself at the moment. So I'm going to try and call him and have a quick chat to us about 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 Portugal banter. A plan with no drawbacks. Fingers crossed. Um, Tom is uh, the Portuguese um, creator of Portugal. Um, and co-author of the 13th chapter, A Journey Through Portuguese Football, and he's also a World Soccer Mag Portugal correspondent. So he knows his stuff, does this lad. Now, whether he picks up or not is another question. Okay, shall we see? Let's have a look. It's like phone a friend. It's like, who wants to be a millionaire? Let's Sorry, try. call for this number and not being connected. Oh! If you correctly, I'm afraid it means that oh. the number is not available from this network. Well, that's a steady start, oh. so... Um, okay, let me go, let me go. Let me, go. Let, let, me try, let me try my WhatsApp, because I've just... I've just Talk to well, we can't hear him on that, mate. Oh, we could do us a voice message like James Fielding. No, we can't do a voice message, man. One second, let me have a look. WhatsApp call. Can you do that? Oh, 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 oh. no. Oh. I'm doing a video call. I don't know why. Why? I don't know, but it's a video call. Oh, my God. Okay, it's going well, this, by the way. I tell you what, rivet- riveting podcast viewing. Listening. No, viewing, because we're looking at him, because he's on FaceTime. 
Oh, we're not yet, are we? Well, I don't know. It's cracking this. Cracking banter. Last one before we go. Okay. So well, it seems, it seems, I, I enjoyed that. It seems like <laughs> it seems like we might we might not have Tom on um, today. New, great new feature. Yeah, take that. Um, okay, so let's talk about Mr. Johnny Castro then. Another one to come in. Yeah, what is he on the phone as well? Is he <laughs> or not? <Johnny. laughs> Who is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Judah. Uh, goodness me. Johnny. Johnny. Johnny be John, good. Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> Just carry on. What? what, what? Oh, oh, he's calling. He's calling. He's oh back. My God, okay, he's go, back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's back. Oh, it's on. It's on. It's on incoming video call, though. Okay. Yeah, just take it. Take it. Hello. Hello, Nathan. Hey, here we go. Hey, Tom. How's it going? You okay, pal? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, very, very good. Thank you. We've got we've got you live at the moment. I'm sorry I had to call you on Facetime. I don't quite know how that worked out, but we've got you. Right, that's the, that's the that's the that's the main thing, Tom. Um, Tom, just just okay. wh- wh- where whereabouts are you at the moment? In Lisbon. In, in Lisbon. Just in my office. Very nice day, as you can see there. Nice sunny day, as you'd expect in uh, almost August in Portugal. So I can't complain. Beautiful. Well, well, we've got we've got a bit of Portuguese summer that came came to came to Molyneux this week, nice. uh, Mr. João Moutinho. Um, I mean, we're so we're incredibly excited about him and seeing him this season. Tom, from, from, from your expert knowledge, what, what kind of a player has, have Wolves got? Fantastic player, I think. Really, really top-class player. He's been, I think he's very underrated. Uh, he's been Portugal's best player, in my opinion, after Ronaldo, probably in the last decade. Uh, very consistent for Portugal. Is uh, their third record appearance holder. So that tells you how important he's been for Portugal in the last decade. And uh, anywhere he's gone, he's done a, a fantastic job at Porto. He really helped galvanise that team. And uh, <clears throat> won three, he was there for three years, won the league every year, uh, won the Europa League. Uh, he went to Monaco, they won the French Championship there, which is a bit of a miracle when you compare the, the amount of money Monaco spent to PSG, of course. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just, just everywhere, he's, I think it's quite interesting because at Monaco, and at uh, Porto, both those teams, <clears throat> they were absolutely full of star players. Players like, for instance, at Porto, you had Hulk, you had Falcão, uh, you know, some, some really top-class, world-class talent there, who really kind of eye-catching talent. And at Monaco, of course, when they won the league, they had Mbappé, who was just kind of, a, you know, emerging onto the scene. And so, uh, Moutinho is a kind of player who you don't really notice him too much, but he just does a really great, consistent job the whole time and uh, just makes other players look good and so yeah I think it's great for, for you know for him and for Wolves and what an exciting project's going on there. Uh, Tom it's Tim here. Hi Tom it's Tim. Hi Tim. Um, um, we've seen this guy like perennially linked with Man United and Chelsea and others over the years. Why do you think he's never made the move to the Premier League until now? Yeah, it's a good question. I think he was very close. <laughs> it's very close a couple of times. Uh, Everton apparently were very close to signing him, and also Tottenham on a couple of occasions. Just didn't happen. Uh, I think maybe uh, one or two people were uh, maybe a little bit reticent because of his uh, stature. You know, the, the Premier League is 
is you know is a small guy, is a small player, and the Premier League is known for you know kind of hurly burly physical action that you get every single week. But I think you know as kind of the way football's gone in the last few years, and with Barcelona's dominance as well and Spain's dominance, it just shows you that you don't need to be you know six foot four and you know muscular all action kind of uh, you know midfielder to to make a big impact. You can be just as effective using your brain as much as you brawn and that's the kind of player which uh, Moutinho is so yeah I think uh, you know it's taken him a while to land in the Premier League but as he said on that presentation on the you know the wall site uh, he's really excited about this challenge and I think that people there will be pleasantly surprised at uh, you know what a good player he is. Um, Tom just just you know with the whole Portuguese takeover uh, uh, Wolves at the moment, how has it been received over there? Because, you know, with, with, with Yota now and Patricio and Vinagre and Moutinho and Costa and Neves and Cavalero and Goncalves, I mean, it is literally Portugal. So so, so what, 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 how has it been received over there with what Wolves are doing? Oh, yeah, people are really excited here. I think their Wolves have got themselves, uh, the population of Portugal is 10 million, so I think Portugal, uh, Wolves have got themselves 10 million extra supporters now. <laughs> uh, being reported a lot in the sports papers over here. You know, throughout last season, uh, the Wolves' progress was tracked. Of course, people are very excited not only about, of course, Neves, who's expected to make a big impact for Portugal in the, you know, in the very near future, but also all the other players, like you said, and of course Nuno, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo himself. And so people are very interested. They'll be watching it very carefully. People in, in general in Portugal, they're very knowledgeable about football all over Europe and all over the world, indeed. And uh, I think that's one characteristic of Portuguese people, probably because a lot of their players are scattered all over the world. And so, you know, they, they've they got very in-depth knowledge about uh, about the Premier League, watch a lot of Premier League football. So, yeah, that's good. That, that, there's no doubt about it. That's going to be really closely followed here in Portugal. And a lot of people are very excited about uh, what's going on there. Fantastic. Before we let, we let you go in a minute, um, uh, Tom, thanks Thanks very much for this. I've got to ask you about, about Louis Patricio and, and, the, and the whole sporting, sporting Lisbon saga and, and the coup that, that Wolves have pulled off. I mean, to, to get someone of his class, again, was that a surprise to you? Obviously, you know, difficult circumstances um, with his exit from Lisbon, but, but to, to have him in the Premier League, we're, we're very excited. Yeah, yeah, got a fantastic goalkeeper there, without doubt. Again, uh, I'd say definitely a world-class player. You know, voted the best uh, goalkeeper at Euro 2016. Had a fantastic tournament. Played a key role in really Portugal winning that. Uh, so yeah, it's a shame from a sporting point of view. And uh, you know, myself as a journalist, also a sporting fan. You know, I've watched him every other week for the last ten years, and he's just an absolutely first-class goalkeeper. It was a real shame the way it all came to an end very messy end really because of the, the troubles with the, the former president Bruno de Carvalho uh, and of course that still has to be sorted out in the courts in the courts in the term of a uh, you know in terms of a transfer fee but uh, yeah you know there's no doubt about it Wolves uh, will be very strong at the back you know their last line of defence uh, will be fantastic no doubt about it Oh, brilliant, Tom! Um, just for, from from both myself and and Tim, thank you, thank you so much for coming on, and hopefully we'll get to um, hear from you again uh, later on if you'd like to come on into our crazy podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, definitely. I think uh, you know, like I say, everyone will be watching the Wars project very closely, so sure there'll be lots more opportunities, perhaps even before the transfer window ends. Uh, you guys.
guys will be getting in contact with me again. Who knows? Fantastic. Tom, thank you very much. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Tom. Take care, pal. Thank you. Thanks. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, what a top top guy, Tom Cundit there, uh, Portugal creator, and um, obviously knows his stuff. And I'm sure, hopefully, you, hopefully you enjoy that. You don't just like to hear, you know, listen to me and Tim every week. No, oh, God, s- someone who's you know obviously, obviously from Lisbon, Portuguese expert, and um, hopefully we'll be hearing from him in the forthcoming weeks. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the video call aspect of that as well, <laughs> which added another dimension to it. Uh, but I also liked how Tom said that wolves are followed quite extensively in Portugal mm-hmm. and. People are very interested to see it. Um, not the most hated club in Portugal, as a uh, uh, publication not far from here <laughs> <laughs> stated this week with some nonsense article. Um, so, yeah, any, I, any publication in particular? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Uh, he also used the word reticent, which I quite like. It's not a word we've used often here on the Ness Wolves podcast, but there you go. <laughs> Oh no, top draw. Really, yeah, it's really interesting. That. It is exciting. I mean, it's exciting times, like you say. I mean, I was going to push him on, on Neves and and, and Yotta and, and and coming through and maybe the European Championships, but I'm sure we'll have we'll have plenty more opportunities to to, to speak to Tom at a later date. Um, I know we touched on it before before Tom called us back, but but Johnny Castro. I mean, a lot of people probably didn't know too much about him. He signed a, a permanent deal from to Atletico, um, and then gone straight back on loan for a season on loan. To Wolves, yes. Well, he's very highly regarded, mm-hmm. and people, which is which, always goes well. Um, followers in Spain, you know, wondering why he's not made the move to a big club before, or why Atletico aren't keeping him for the season. Um, which, yeah, definitely bodes well. So, why, why, Tim? Why, why, why do you sign a play and then and then let them out on loan straight away for someone like Atletico, not a Barcelona, but you know? Because uh, there's this guy who's called George Mendes who tends to sort all these things out for mm-hmm. all different clubs and do favours for one club and then for the other. So that's why he's at Wolves. <laughs> but but if you're Atletico and he's and he's up yeah. to the grade, why why would you sign him for for X amount, X million, and then and then release him on loan straight away? Surely well, you want him in playing if you're going to spend that kind of money on him. But they they obviously identified him as a as a left back for the future for them. But maybe they just don't need him this season. Like in the same way, Wolves on a much smaller scale have maybe identified that Ben Stevenson will be their central midfielder in years to come, but mm. they bought him and loaned him out straight away. Right, and um, comes with a decent pedigree. And do you think what what kind of position? Are you, do you think he's going to be a left wing back? Is that going to be his predominant? That's position his or? trade. He's right footed, but he plays on the left. But he can certainly cover right wing back, which is important because Wolves have got absolutely no cover there whatsoever mm-hmm. with Philip Osway on his way out and Rasmussen probably not ready at this point. So. Um, that's a good thing, I think, and that's why they like Zinchenko a lot, and the, the deal is still on the table for him because he can play in a, in a in a number of positions. Yeah, because they don't necessarily want twenty two first team players cover for each position, because then you'll have a lot of unhappy, well paid players not sure. even on the not even on the bench. Yeah. So to have these guys who can cover a few positions means that they can have a first team squad of about nineteen twenty, mm-hmm. but still have every position covered. Okay. Twice over. Um. Can you see him start being in the starting lineup yeah. against Everton? Yeah, well, Imor um, Giles at the moment. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's only a couple of games left, though. Are you running out of time now for for signings to come in bed and and, and be ready for opening day or not? Or do you think there's still time? Uh, ideally, you want to get it done earlier. But Wolves have done Wolves have done good business early here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, the season's only still two weeks away, and they've got almost everyone they want in. So. Um, <sighs> Yeah, left wing back. You know, we're interested to see what shape Vinagre comes back in. Cause I'm not sure the summer that he's had up until now, but obviously mm. he's playing three, four, maybe five matches now at the uh, the Euros with Portugal. Won't be back for another week or two. 
And I so, guess more, um, that'll, that'll be more competitive to, than games that Wolves are playing, a little bit more physical anyway, to some, some of the pre-season games. No, well, it's, it's, it is proper football, but yeah, he'll, he'll, have, he'll have started his preparations for that quite early, so he won't have had a normal summer. So potentially it's for a bit of fatigue there from his point of view. But um, yeah, you'd expect Johnny to be, I'm surprised he didn't come on last night actually, but you'd expect him to be involved on Saturday and again the Saturday after and then he'd be, he'd be left wing back for that uh, opening game. Right, the, we'll the, the team's taking shape now. You, yeah. you, you can field an 11 for the Everton game right now. Even James in 11. Hey. Um, so, you know, we're talking about him being left wing back uh, for the start of the season. We're talking about that because, um, if you hadn't heard the news yesterday, is that Mr Barry Douglas is potentially very close to competing, completing a move to, to Leeds United. And um, from, from myself, and I think, you, think you're, you, Tim, a bit of, bit of a shock, this one. Yeah. Bit of a shot, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, definitely a surprise. I was anticipating he'd be in and around the squad this season, perhaps not first choice, but certainly in the squad. Given what he did last season, given the quality he's shown, given the improvements he showed defensively last year, 14 assists, he's suddenly taken out the team. Um, set pieces, he's suddenly taken out the team, although I'm sure likes of Martino and whatever can take a decent corner. Mm. But still, um, he had that down to a T, those, those whipped set pieces last year caused so many problems. Um, and yeah, all the assists and a few goals. So why not Barry Douglas? What's the problem? I guess um, a lack of pace would certainly be one thing. Uh, perhaps a concern over his defensive ability against top top wingers. But it's, it's how many top wingers are there in the Premier League these days? I mean, it's, it's not, pretty not it's pretty pernickety. I mean, you know, yeah, it's um, it's it's a strange one. It's dis- disappointing from my point. I, I think it's, I think it's a mistake personally. And I saw a lot of people saying on Twitter yesterday, oh, you know, you can't keep him for sentimental reasons. You know, he did us a job in the Championship and now you've got to let him move on. I don't see it like that. I see him as being good enough to do something in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. And like I said, he improved his defensive game last year and his attacking game, you know, really built up his assists as the season went on. And it's not a sentimental thing at all. It's... uh, He's, he's good enough to be in this squad for me and unless they get an awful lot of money for him there's been a few variations on the fee I am got an exact figure but um, Sky was certainly reporting today that it's, it's as low as 3 million uh, for me I know they only paid a million quid for him but he's worth he's worth more than 3 million the fly in the ointment with that is that his contract's up next summer but still um, you offer him a new one he's, you know, he's 28 he's a good age he's got, he's got experience from across Europe Wolves have still got quite a young squad, so that's important. Um, so it's, it's from my point of view, it's, it's disappointing. But uh, but with Wolves, you know, we'll see who they'll bring in now. And you think and that the, they, they tend to upgrade, don't they? Okay, I mean, you know, you say defensive frailties. I mean, no, well, I, I, that, that, that's what that, people that's are saying. Perhaps a suggestion, but it's certainly not one that I would uh, agree with. I mean, you know, maybe there's more than meets, meets the eye. But for three million quid, I mean, if it is three million pounds, then surely you would have. Put him out, you know, into the other championship clubs to, to to some Premier League clubs. You'd have got a bit bigger fee than that, I would have thought. Well, you've got to say he is out of contract next summer. Mm. That's that's why the fee will be a little bit lower than perhaps his market value. Yeah, but um, you'd like to see him have a shot, wouldn't you? I think I, I, Nuno likes pace down those flanks, and I, th- I think lack of pace would would probably be the one weakness where they say you know that this is why he won't make it in the Premier League. But for me, he's got he's got more than the qualities to make up for that. Another British guy gone. I know there's nothing to do with the quota. I'm not talking about quotas or anything like that because that's, that's got nothing to do. And Barry Douglas didn't, didn't even quite count in the quota. But I mean, just from a just from a you know a bit of a British core in that dressing room, are we are we now moving towards literally going to be a you know 
a load of foreigners in there. Yeah, it's Portugal FC, it's George Mendes FC. Uh, that's not a problem if you're winning matches, but I tell you what, that's fans will start talking about it. If, as soon as they start to lose a few, I, I can tell you that for free mm-hmm. right now. That's what will happen, rightly or wrongly. So, um, yeah, the, 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 you are risking upsetting the... Um, the dressing room. That's what happens now. You know, you bring in, you bring in Matinho and Patricia on an awful lot of money. Yeah. Guys that are playing week in week out, like Matt Doherty and Connor Cody, would then go and say, look, if they're playing week in week out and getting paid tens and tens of thousands of pounds, then why aren't I? And then yeah, you've got the likes of John Ruddy now being sidelined, Barry Douglas being sidelined, uh, Ryan Bennett being sidelined, Danny Bart won't be won't be near the team. I don't think at this stage. Gibson so, White um, to send another midfielder. I think he'll still be well. He'll be happy being full choice and he'll be in around it, but. But yeah, you, you're looking at upsetting now um, the, the core of the um, mm. the British core of the squad, which um, is a dangerous game to play. Right, should we take some questions? Because there's there's e- there's an easy opportunity for splits in this squad. I'm surprised it didn't happen last year, yeah. but once you start winning, everything changes. Yeah. But certainly the year before, you know, you could say there were cliques in that squad yeah. under Zenger and Lambert, 100. percent mm-hmm. um, And it's all exacerbated when you're not winning matches, and they won't be winning as many matches next year. And look, at the same time, you know, if they do win matches, then 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 great. If they don't win matches, then people become a little bit frustrated and they want moves. And and we haven't they haven't really had that yet. Wolves haven't had that for for the past year or so. But even if they do do well, then then people are going to want moves as well, and and that's that's another period that they're going to have to you know have to negotiate, and that means that you know they're going to have to get other players in. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking it's just going to be they've got to be a little bit careful, don't they? Everything's going very, very well, very well. They've done some great transfer business this summer, and on paper their squad is good enough for top ten of the Premier League, and that is phenomenal. You know the work they've done in the last year. There are just a couple of warning signs. That's all. Okay. Right. We we. We're 45 minutes in already, oh incredibly. My God. So we are. I'm, I'm sorry for the questions this week, guys. I'm just going to have to do a brief view because we've got other stuff to get through. Um, so apology if we don't get to your question this week, but I promise you then we'll give you a, a good go next week. Right. Ruth Jackson, um, have Ryan Giles' performances in pre-season influenced the decision to let Barry Douglas leave? Uh, perhaps slightly, because um, if, they bring in, if they bring in Zinchenko and then they've got Castro as well, and then they've got Vinagra as 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 well, and then they've got Giles. Giles becomes an emergency backup now, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Who can do a job? I think. Um, not saying he's going to play in the Premier League this season, but certainly in the cup games. So yeah, it, it just means you've got um, probably too many left wing backs. So yeah. Paul Lappage, um, does Tim or do Tim? Um, you class the sweeper as a specialist position, and if so, are we short of cover for Cody? Yes, they are. They absolutely are. They're um, so they're going in with six centre halves at the moment. Um, certainly, the, I, I think I think they'd bring in a top defender if the deal was right. But they're not actively looking at it as a priority position. The priority position is centre midfield, and they, I think they also need another. They definitely need another wing back as well. Um, but yeah, at the moment, so you're going in with Sace, with Bennett as cover, mm-hmm. and then on the other side you've got Bolly with Hawes as cover, and then in the middle you you've got Connor Cody with no one obvious as cover, probably Sace, but. Certainly not played there before for Wolves, and then Danny Bart is, is the spare man at the moment. He's um, probably six choice out of six. So yeah, there's no obvious cover for Connor Cody. Angus Gill, uh, Douglas's excellent delivery made him a set piece play. Uh, every set piece play a threat last season. Uh, who do you think will be taking corners, free kicks this season? Uh, I mentioned Matino earlier. I don't know that for a fact, but I would have thought it's pretty handy. It's decent set piece delivery. Um, there were a few around. Cavalera whips a good corner in, but it's just yeah, just Douglas. It's just that that whip that he had going. It was so potent. Mm. So there are plenty of contenders, but um, but certainly you're taking something away from the squad, aren't you? Yeah, 
um, PJM. I, I, I think I missed this. I mean, I saw a couple of mentions that you might know a bit more than me. What do you make of the civil war with the super fans? The what? The civil war with the super fans. Uh, I saw a couple of things on my time this morning. What is it? Martin Danks and something, or uh, I don't know. No. Okay, cool, no, cool. sorry. Um, if you could have... This is a good one from Adam Cox. Adam Cox. Adam oh, Cox. Adam Coxie Cox, boy. good lad. Coxie boy. Um, if you could na- um, now have any... Cock pl- of the Wolf. Any- okay, can we finish, can we finish sorry, my question, yeah. please? Um, if you could now have any player to sign for the Wolves from the bottom three teams that got relegated last season, Albion, um, although star, 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 N, Albion, Stoke or Swansea, who would it be? Both choose, please. Sign one player. Sign one player from um, Albion, Stoke or Swansea, who would it be? I'll start us off. I'll, um, have, I'll have Alfie Mawson. Oh, you have Mawson, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Still or, there? Or, 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 I do like Ryan Shawcross, but no, probably not. No, Alfie Mawson. Yeah, I was I was going to say Shawcross, so I've answered, it. I've answered your question, Adam. Thank you very much. Joe Allen. Uh, Joe Allen, I'd sign. Really? Yeah, like him a lot. Old Golden Black, cornflakes or Rice Krispies, Tim? Oh, I don't really eat cereal, but I used to have Rice Krispies. Snap, crackle and pop. Did you put your ear to Cocoa the bowl? Pops as Cocoa well, pops, I think. Yeah, would be the. Yeah, I never really, I never really got into. Although I do really get excited when the variety packs. You know what I mean? Ooh. You're on cup, cup and scout camp. Get a variety pack out. Happy days. Did just, like a good just, old frosties just though. Just took out the shreddies, obviously. Oh no, I like shreddies. Do you? Yeah, shreddies oh, decent. Insane. What? 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 Not a lot of banter in this podcast, but I quite like it. It means there's content in it. It's decent. Um. <laughs> I've got to read out because Wibbly's back. Hey, George w- Wibbly. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> uh, do you think lack of a British coin in the dressing room and starting 11 will be a problem next year or do you think it might be seasons to come? Yeah, well, we've just done that way. But yeah. I just wanted to mention Wibbly. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See previous answer. Uh, Benjamin, if Tim Spears' star was an animal, what would he be? If my what? If you were an animal, what would you be? Um... Uh... What would I be? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll go on. You answer that. Um, what, what, what would you... What, I'm discussing you. Yeah. Oh, goodness me. Chameleon. Right. A chameleon. Why? Because, you know, whatever the flavour of the day is, you, you change your opinion, don't you, to suit the peeps. What does that mean? Well, you're just a crowd pleaser. <laughs> you change your spots. You're a bloody peacock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, constantly, last... constantly looking at yourself in the mirror. Wow, wow. And playing with yourself. <laughs> no, because they, you know what I mean? Do I? No, you know, they're all preening themselves, oh, t- aren't they? All right, all right. Okay. You with your moisturiser. Goodness me. How he, you ha- he spent £50 on moisturiser the other day. Everybody. I didn't spend £50. It's 46 <laughs> Haggy Howells, Keels, very good. Um, Haggy Howells, um, who is yours and Tim Spears' uh, top tip to shine for Wolves this season? Uh, I think that Neves guy was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does he mean like a someone to? Yeah, uh, well, join, see, he's put maybe party. someone expected that may smash it this year. I and still think Cavalier's going to absolutely boss it. Do you? Yeah. For seventy minutes before he gets hauled off. Yeah. Or, th- or thirty last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's here. Yeah, I think Cavalier would do very well. Okay, good stuff. Don't want him to be sold whatsoever. No, it would be a disgrace, disgrace. Which brings us lovely and, and happily and merrily on to... I've got some rumours for you. Uh, not to 10, you've got to say, how are you... You know, is it, is it absolute garbage or is there, is there a chance or is it definitely, definitely interest there and they want them and it could happen? Not being shut up. Yes. 10 bin, okay, get it on. Yes. Okay, ready? Yes. Not to 10, not to 10. You're not good at this game. Let's see if you've improved this week. Yeah. 
Marcus Rojo. Marcus Rojo has been linked today from Manchester United to make room for Harry Maguire coming in from Leicester, a George Mendes uh, client, and um, I think people put two and two together and say he's on to Wolverhampton. Uh, be Not- surprised, he's, 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 he's left foot, isn't he? So, um, Bolly's kind of got that nailed down, really. On that left-hand side. Yeah. I wouldn't expect him to use his right side of centre-half. Okay. So, I haven't heard that one, to be honest. But was- it's, it's just, just come out today. Right. Mm. I would say, I'll put that as a four. A four. Four, I like that. I like that. Very good. Um, a lot of people uh, talking about this guy from Barcelona. Uh, Yeri Mina. Yeri Mina. What's the latest on him from a 0-10 point of view? I'd say two. They, 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 they like him. They're interested in him. But the chances of him coming to Wolves are pretty slim. Okay, very good. I like this. I like the way you're moving this on. It's very good. Um, Pepe, Pepe, centre back. No. Portuguese. Whoa, whoa, okay. Pepe. No. Pepe Le Pew. No. No. Nope. I'd be very, very surprised. Okay. Give it a one. A one. Okay. A Although one. he's Portuguese, so maybe a ten. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, the man that the man that doesn't go away, Mr. Andre Silva. He doesn't go away because they haven't found him a club yet, and they want to link him with Wolves to give clubs the hurry up to bloody sign him. Mm. No. Again, he's Portuguese, so it's a 10, but really it's not, it's a 5. Okay, so, okay, 5, okay. They've got similar players to him in the squad as well. I, it doesn't make any sense to me, it's all that one. Okay. Um, Adama Traore. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, not an immediate priority, bringing in a fast winger. Yeah. Because they've got a few. But there's definitely interest there. Huddersfield look like favourites to sign him at the moment. Um, I think it's one that they'll pick up later in the window if he's still available and they feel like they need him. Okay. But they definitely like him. Not as close as reported yesterday. That's false show. Alexandra Zinchenko. Yeah, it's funny on that. It all depends on Man City. Um, the the fee's fine. They've um, they like him a lot. They really like his versatility. But um, he he went on Man City's preseason tour to America, which isn't a very good sign from Wolves' point of view. Did you watch the game he played in? No. I'm I'm kind of sad now, and obviously I'm I'm trying to trying to research players. Um, as much as I can to help you out this season, hasn't quite come off yet. But um, started at left back um, in their opening game against Dortmund and uh, was pretty bang average. Lost one nil, gave away the penalty, and um, we looked at six and sevens at times. Well, now, he's a clever lad. He's trying, to, he's trying to engineer a move, isn't he? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Pep, um, Pep's threatening to keep him, and he's I'm like, not, nope. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he's going to be a decent player. But I'm just saying that, like, when you when you look at losing someone like Douglas, anything defensive, you know, frailties potentially is what some people are saying. I think we're not buy- Wolves are not going to buy if they do buy Sinchenko he's not the finished article by any means and I guess that's why they're buying him to, to improve but for that kind yeah. of mon- money it's a lot of money to be to be spending on potential yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, they rate him very highly but as far as um, someone making an impact in the Premier League next year you look at 18 million for Traore and 16 for Sinchenko and say it's, it's Traore all day long don't you but, yeah. um, but he's obviously one for the future but I guess he has got Premier League experience which does help a little bit yeah not too much. Okay, good stuff. Happy days. A bit of transfer rumours. Gone, gone, gone. Um, tell us, is gone, gone, gone? Baby. <laughs> abuse of the week. Aha, abuse of the week. <laughs> abuse of the week. Abuse of the... Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> No, come man. on. Don't throw freestyling. We... Abuse of the week. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. You'll nerf me. I'm trying to just trying to do something different with that. Until someone sends us a jingle, 
Jingle Jangle. Jingly Jangly. Yeah, there must be some kind of musicians in there. I mean, we had a couple last year, but I think they've, they've, they've listened to us enough now and they've moved on to other podcasts. Um, but if you are a musician and you like to you know, beatbox or um, you know, mix in your own spare time, then please send us an intro. Please send us a bit of a, a jingle from Abuse of the Week and we'll play it and we will play it throughout the year if we like it enough. You know, And if you've got an intro that can maybe um, get some Wolves players in there, maybe a little bit of me and Tim will listen to it, a bit of backing music. Happy days. Give me some Abuse of the Week, Mr. Timothy Spears. Plenty this week. Plenty this week. Keep shock, it coming. Uh, last night's you deserve it. video post-Stoke. Oh, yeah. One comment from Steve66. Tim Spears yep. equals clueless. Oh, clueless. The man's a joke when it comes to football. Oh, wowzer. But... Mm. He's suggesting they're not a joke when it comes to things that are football. So oh, no, but nice. when it when yeah, when it comes to football I'm a joke, but yeah. Okay. Rest of the life's fine. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Steve. Uh, thanks, twi- thanks, thanks for thanks for viewing. Tweeting about Capri Sun last night. Kevin Foley was sat next to me commentating for Signal one oh seven. no, no, he's a Wolves legend. Don't don't just don't even go there. He's very smart, a nice haircut, trim, keeps himself fit. That's all you care at all know about him, isn't it? It's embarrassing. Well, he looks like he's you know, Player of the Year. What a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, bloody love a Capri Sun, I tweeted. Something about Capri Sun, because he had a Capri Sun. He did, I did see, see that, yeah. He was um, salivating. Michael Myers replies. F off, Tim. Wow. Wow. Just, so just that's, that's it. One pretty simple. Straight Egg. to the point. And, Excellent. Um, Excellent. Just pick one up on the old email. Oh, that's incredible. Here. I mean, that's just that's straight to the point, but I mean, there's no real reason why. Because you like a Capri Sun? What's wrong with that? Never used to, used to, always used to go through both sets of foil for me a Capri Sun. Never quite mastered that. Went straight through, you know what I mean, to the yes. side. Yes, yes, dangerous. Difficult. Great on a hangover, though. Health and um, safety, though, these days now, and they must have made them a little bit more user-friendly. On Boxing Day last year, there was an allegation of racial abuse from Millwall fans towards Wolves players. I do remember. And it all kind of kicked off at the time. Anyway, uh, my colleague from the news team, Alex, says, just been told an investigation by Met Police into the alleged racist chanting at the Millwall Wolves game has been dropped. The Met Police never received a formal complaint. So lots of complaints were made on the day. Reported in the Express Star, but a formal complaint was never made to the police. Right. So, investigation has been dropped. Okay. Alex Millwall, 31, replies, So, that Tim Spears underscore star is a lying C-bomb. Oh, wow. I'm shocked. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I, mean, I don't know what I've lied about. I was just reporting it at the time. Anyway. Lovely people, the Millwall fans. Lovely individuals. More abuse this week. So, I, as, as previously discussed, I was up Snowden. You were up Snowden on Sunday, yeah, and then I was out on Monday night. Mm. Smashed. <laughs> uh, returned home to yeah. see that Rafa Mir's gone alone to Las Palmas. Frank, Frank's gone. You're joking? Yeah. Well, oh, big Frank. Remember talking about Frank? Was so yeah. important that we discussed him at length earlier on in the podcast. <laughs> Shock departure. Yeah. Um, Wolves tweeted out about eight fifty. Mm. Unbeknownst to me, it had been reported a day earlier. Right. Uh, I think in Spain that okay. he was on his way to Las Palmas. Yeah, hadn't seen that. Hadn't mm-hmm. seen Wolves' tweet because mm-hmm. I was out having a life. Yeah, uh, got back about ten. How dare half, you have a life? Ten too. half ten on Monday night to see mm-hmm. this news. Yeah, tweeted out straight away. Rafa Mir's gone alone. Everybody. Well, it's very nice of you to tweet that. You know what well, I mean? Letting the peeps know. Let, yeah, because because not everybody follows Wolves and me. No, some people don't follow Wolves. No. Um, also, as Wolves correspondent, you know, you've got to tweet out all the news. Of course you do. If it's an hour late, it doesn't matter. No. And then I have to retweet your stuff because people don't see it because half of them you blocked. Hey, there we go. There we go. Yeah. So, and? no harm in tweeting it. Mm-hmm. But I was an hour after Wolves. Okay. Spears, you're rubbish. We knew already. Wow. Says Romulus. Cheers, Romulus. Uh, can't believe your chief correspondent, 
says Lewis Green. Same old Spears, days late. Days late. Express and Bull, says Simon Stevie. Lowbridge. Uh, 1877 Wolves, who calls himself Wolves Truth. Okay. Is Are he... you not Wolves' chief correspondent for the local press? Surely they could buy you a watch that works and a good Wi-Fi connection so you're not days behind the news. Wow. Uncle George replies, that's harsh. Tomorrow Tim will redeem himself and exclusively announce that the Berlin Wall has fallen. <laughs> okay. Cheers, <gasps> cheers Mendes. Uh, Jacko asks, am I in a different time zone? Which has got many, many likes. Okay. So, sorry everybody. <laughs> can't, can't, um, on a Monday evening, sometimes yeah. you're busy. You need to be. You need to be at your laptop 24-7 on calls and at the computer. And you need to break every single minuscule detail that happens. Otherwise, you're a joke, Spears. You're a joke. That's right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's unbelievable, really, some people. It is unbelievable. But also, then they do fill up use of the week. Otherwise, it would be, they a, do. So it, we it do. Would be a redundant section. Also unbelievable yeah. is Ian Martin. Oh, here he is. Now, we featured Ian Martin last week, who's been giving me, Nathan, and Wolf some horrendous stick. He's got no picture for his thing. Yeah. Completely anonymous. Uh, disco- egg, egghead. 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 It? Discovered last week he had four. He has four followers. Brilliant. Who searched me last week. What? Thank Full you. Time. One of whom is England cricketer Alex Hales. Incredible scenes. His four followers. <laughs> now, uh, there's, there's two follow-ups on this. Firstly, uh, someone asked Alex Hales on Twitter, why do you follow Ian Martin 5555? Uh, a Wolves fan? Yeah, there's a, a, a there's apparently a DM here. I don't know if this has been mocked up. Okay. But you sent me a screenshot of it earlier. Yeah. Um, of Alex Hales apparently telling a Wolves fan in a private message. Yeah. Um, the bloke is an... Oh, no idea who that Ian bloke is. He abuses me every other day. So I thought it would, would be good crack to follow him and see if it shut him up. I think that's fair enough. Sounds legit. Sounds legit. Seems very looks, legit. Looks legit. Look, yeah, I like it. So... There you go. I guess uh, the only way to find it is if, is, is if you go through the, his followers and see if he follows that guy. If it's a DM. The guy who's ah. recorded it. That's, that's probably you. Yeah, it's a lot of effort. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, give, it, give, it, give, it, give it to Jamie. Exclusive interview with Alex Hales here on the um, ENS Wolves podcast. That's brilliant. Fair, fair play, Alex Hales. Um, that's, that's great to do as well. It's a bit like Abuse of the Week. You, you're turning it back on them. Well, I'll follow you then. Yes. You know what I mean? I quite yeah, like it. Absolutely right. Spot yeah. on. Uh, update number two. Yeah. Ian Martin has deleted his Twitter account. Oh, no. You're joking. <laughs> He's gone. Oh, he gone. He, he gone, gone. baby. I he saw gone. that even Laurie Dalrymple did reply to him this week, which is probably not the uh, smartest thing to do from from Laurie. But, um, yeah, goodbye to the troll. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. I feel kind of sorry for him. But we, you know, maybe he might rear his ugly head later on. And remember... Patricia can't play for Wolves yet. He's still waiting for international clearance. <laughs> yeah, Ian Martin five 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 is no more. Okay, we need to we need we need, we need to wrap this up. But you got some questions, Bebe? Couple of emails. Oh, okay, one hour, one minute. It's not too bad. Couple of emails. Uh, we've Give me some emails, Tim. Two emails from Disposable Binnit, one of our regulars from last year, aka Howling Wolf. Oh, oh yeah. Who oh. sent us a very nice email about stuff about that we're good. So thanks very much for that. And his second email. Um, drawing comparisons with the 1950s Wolves team, the all-conquering, world's finest Wolves team. I'll tell you what, that was a, that was a team. <laughs> Name me two players from that team. The 50s? Yeah. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> um, he was, Ian says, yeah. uh, Dear Tim Nathan, I was born in 1948 and yeah. even from my bedroom in Tetnall, Limes Road, I could hear the roar of the crowds during the pioneering evening floodlit matches in the 1950s yeah. when Wolves beat Real Madrid and the like. Yeah. Uh, he's made some notes comparing the two eras. Go on then. Like that, a bit of research. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's difficult to compare, he says. I used to watch Wolves train at Aldersley Stadium. Most of it consisted of an unstructured knockabout. The players weren't as fit. Many of them were drinkers and smokers. There was no 4-2-4, 4-3-3, just full-backs, half-backs, inside forwards, tricky wingers and centre-forwards. Yeah. The game was much more physical and less technical. So those are the differences. What's the same now? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolves always expected to win, he says, and they did. The London press hated us even back then. After our FA Cup win in 1960, they accused us of using boring offside trap tactics. Uh, Stan Cullis would have loved the long-raking passes of Connor Cody. Uh, in those days, we had two wingers who would pass from one touchline to the other, Hancocks and Mullen. Hancocks and Mullen! <laughs> hey! <laughs> Uh, although possession football was alien to our play, we did seem to have plenty of possession. Mm-hmm. Everybody respected Cullis. He was a leader who knew what he wanted, and Nuno has that same status, I think. Okay. Interesting. Very good, there. very good. That's really good. Holy wolf. wolf. Thank you very much. Kill. When was he born? 1940. Did you say by 1948? Yeah. Fair play. What? Why? Well, just using media at 70. I mean, it's top draw, that, oh, wow. isn't it? You know what I mean? That's uh, my, my parents can't. Can't they? Can't use email. No, I struggle sometimes. <laughs> Kieran Hughes. That's Jeeves. Hi, Tim and Nathan. Long time fan of the podcast. I haven't missed one for two seasons. Oh. Bloody hell. What are we on now? 85? 85, yeah. And he's just to every single one. That is decent effort, to be fair to the lads. Kieran, that's great, but you've given you've given almost three days of your life. Is that what it is? What was it? 85, so 85, let's say I'm doing More an hour each One three days of your life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Almost four. Nearly four You're days. Yeah, we've got to one hour. Ten, it'd, be, it'd be more than four days. You'd be coming up to a week of your life, man. Goodness me. You just just come into the office if you want to spend a bit of time with us. We'll have a bit of a chat. It's unbelievable. You've had short relationships. Hey! hey boom, boom. <laughs> it's pretty good for me. Oh, no. uh, pretty good. Uh, Kieran says, um, I don't know if you're checking um, emails as they haven't been mentioned so far checking in the pre-season something. podcast. Yes, we are checking emails. Yeah, we are. Here's we are. yours. Three questions. Why is there no mention of Wolves looking for right wing back cover? Mm. I think this is pre-Johnny. Yeah. So he's your cover, I think. Plus, possibly Zinchenko as well to make it four wing backs. I don't like the fact there's a right footer playing at left wing back if they don't sound Zinchenko. But anyway, carry on. Doherty did very well at left back there when he won player season 2015 16. Mm, okay. Um, do you think Wolves should be looking for a different style of midfielder? This is question two. Uh, when possession isn't working, yes. We discussed it earlier. Completely agree. Box to box, tough tackling would be ideal. Three, any ideas of your revenge on Judah? Ooh, Tim, rich. maybe something night out based. Oh, night out based. As we all know, Judah won't be able to hack it. Uh, I think you'll find. I think you'll find. The last time we did go on an evening out, you were very impressed with my my drinking skills. Seeing as I, you know, I don't really have a enjoy a tipple on a frequent basis. I don't really remember that night. No, you Nathan. don't. So uh, keep up the fun podcast, and I hope this new prank war continues. Prank says war. Kieran. Prank war. An interesting email which will divide opinion from James Rawlinson. Oh, hi boys, love your work. Keep it up. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. On to serious matters. The benefit, excitement, and positives of the current setup are obvious and clear for all to see, but. Is anyone else starting to become uneasy with the number of Portuguese Mendes signings? I've nothing against the Portuguese, which is good to hear, or George Mendes, but it's starting to look a bit odd. You can build a club for success or buy success, like Man City, and I've no issues with buying success. That's a facet of modern football. But we seem to be just buying a team off George Mendes. For me, it's blurring the line between where Wolves ends and George Mendes FC begins. And where will it end? All this talk of 10th and the bookies having us down as 7th place uh, favourites. Is the balloon being blown up too fast? What are your thoughts? James Fluffy Wolf. Oh, Fluffy Wolf. 
after quite a, quite a harsh and direct email, yeah, he drops in the fluffy bomb there. Well, fluffy I, wolf. I think I think it's a fair comment. I think it's a very well written email. I think it's a good question. It's kind of an unspoken subject at the moment. Everybody loves Uncle George, as they say, and nobody will have a bad word said against him. And if if James had put this out on Twitter, he'd mm. have been absolutely crucified by the Wolves Twitterati for daring to go against George Mendes. Even yesterday when people were saying Barry Douglas you know, shouldn't be sold, people just jump on him. There's no room for negativity at the moment on Twitter. But I would uh, I would agree. I would agree with a lot of what says. I've had a lot of misgivings about Mendes having too much power at the club. I still have those misgivings. Everything's going very well now. But in a year or two's time, down the line, when Nuno, when Neves, when Jota have gone, when Costa has gone, when Martino has gone, whatever... Who are the replacements? And if they're not up to scratch, then all of a sudden it starts to go downhill. We saw year one. Year one was shocking. Mm-hmm. Zenga, he was Mendes. Gladon. Yeah. You know, these. Uh, Onyege. Silvio. Oh, yeah. Terrible players. It Terrible. Was, it, it, was the midfield, it was the midfielder, the playmate. Texera. None of them worked out. They, that was Mendes as well. And um, it went very well last year. I'm not. They didn't get lucky at all. They were well researched signings. But there's definitely a scope. <sighs> For trouble in the future as to if Mendes is less interested in the project the fact that him and Fosin are so intrinsically linked is definitely a positive for Wolves because they it's in everybody's interest that Wolves do well so that Fosin will sell Wolves for a huge profit further down the line um, but you see him he's helping Forrest out he's helping Bolton out now he's got about seven eight European clubs that he's massively into um, when does Wolves become less of a priority for him mm-hmm. probably when Nuno goes yeah, we shall see. I mean, that's probably. I mean, we could discuss a whole does, podcast. Well, there's, that, there's, there's the Patricio signing. You know, <laughs> what's I don't know what what word best to sum it up without without uh, getting the threat of legal action. <laughs> um, but it's it's <laughs> let's just say it's not the most straightforward of deals, is it? No, it's not. Um, it's pretty risky. It's not, it's not a one-page sign here, is it, John? <laughs> no, great. On the face of it, that's what I mean. At the moment, it's great. We've yeah. got Patricia for yeah. free. Yeah. I might have to pay a lot of money for him well down the line, and the FIFA might get involved, and it could get very ugly. But um, I, um, I'm, I, I, everybody rides the Mendes bus at the moment, yeah. but there will be a time when that is certainly not the case. I was going to say to you, great, great questions and great, great emails. I like that. To be fair, very good, very, very good. Your thoughts on that? No, I completely agree. Conquer entirely. I, I'm, it will be it will be a different phase, and you know. Me- hopefully, George, George I mean, Mendes. hopefully, 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 all goes brilliantly, and they do well this season. They bring a lot next year. Then you know they're pushing up, and you know the European football. You never know in two, three years' time. Maybe even you know this season. You, you just don't know. But if it doesn't happen, and then you know people are going to look to to move away, and we all know that Nuno is happy here at the moment, but he's definitely got his eye on you know managing a top one of the. One of the world's top clubs, I would have thought at some yeah. point. Now, well, where, who, who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and and fair play. And that's what you want. You want ambition. You want ambition in the players. And it's a great time to be a wolf. But you've got to enjoy it now because we don't know what's going to happen in three, four, five years' time. Well, that's what we think about you because you know you'll you'll be off to Sky Sports in a couple <laughs> of years. So we've just got to enjoy you while we oh, can. Oh, people asking here, people asking here about um, Tim saying that you did very well on Talk Sport and. Um, when do you think that? Um, do you think? Do you ever fear that Tim may move on and break up the partnership? Who said that? I'm going to say. Was it, was it Luke Hatfield? No, 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 no. It's fair enough. I'm trying to find out. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Dan Johnson just finished listening Dan to Tim on, on at Talksport Two. Bonus question. Uh, Nathan, Ooh. Nathan, um, he gave a very good account of himself. Nathan um, to a national audience. Are you fearful that he might be tempted to ditch <laughs> the dynamic duo and chase a new challenge? I mean, Telfordor is looking for. Uh, Boom. Uh, I re- yeah, I I um, really like that question from James. I'm really interested to hear people's Dad thoughts as well, on that. Yeah. And Dan as well. 
Um, no, 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 no. The James, the Mendes oh, okay, question. Yeah. I really like that. It's kind of an unspoken subject at the moment, mm. like I said. But please get in touch with your thoughts on that, people. D- does it bother you that George Mendes runs Wolves? Yeah, basically. And you know, you've got to remember, he's 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 an agent. He wants to make money. He let's make a, let's make a Mendes a Mendes segment. We'll have, we'll have a for and against next next week. Hey, that's and we can good. have a Mendes for and against, and we can have someone, even if they're very astute, we can speak to them before I screen them. We'll um, we'll maybe do um. Do a, a call with someone to speak for Mendes and against Mendes, and we'll, Ooh, we'll, we'll debate. How's that? Like a bit that. of debate. We're trying to be a bit more interactive. Yeah, Jeff Shee for. Oh, yes. Um, Steve Morgan against. <laughs> uh, so, we, we also, finally, on the emails, I yeah. won't read it out because it'll we'll blush madly, but Wolf in Bristol, aka Steve, who we met this week, sent us a very nice oh, email. Steve. So thanks for that, Steve. It's been well read and oh, gratefully received. I better read it then. Better read it. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> Um i tell you what's a good thing about the pre-season, which I thought I wanted to bring up um, at an earlier date. I'm pleased that they've really tried different formations this pre-season as well because I'm going to change them in the Premier League. <laughs> I'm surprised that they haven't, to be honest. It's just been 4-3-3 three, three all the time. It's the strength of Nuno's convictions. Three, four, three, he he believes so much in his idea that he thinks it will work. Yeah. And who's to disagree? Nobody, nobody. I enjoyed this podcast. Very good. Very thought-provoking. Yeah, we, and, and Tom was the highlight. Obviously, we've, all, we've almost gone professional. We, well, yeah, I don't know, yeah, well, maybe this could be this could be the the award winning. Um, oh yeah, show. yeah, we'll keep this one. Yeah, for the, <laughs> we'll for the nominations. Yeah, Stoke two because I messed up Stoke one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, look forward to seeing you um, at Derby County on Saturday. Um, what you'll be there? Me? You'll it's be there. Me or the audience? Well, I won't be seeing you there because I'm not there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be here. Peeps, unfortunately not. But Tim where are you going again? Um, I've got um, well. It's Can the you say it's the missus' birthday on Friday? That's, that's then, not why. <laughs> you wouldn't miss a match for that. No, I've got. Um, <laughs> that's true. It's so true. <laughs> um, I have a fantasy Premier League draft. That's more like it. On Saturday afternoon like in York, where we uh, we each go to um, a different city every year and have, own a boardroom. We have a, we have two people on a huge massive. Screen typing out, um, typing out our selections, and if you pick that person, then no one else can pick them for that season. You get a squad of twenty-four. There's twenty-six rounds, and um, it takes about four and a half hours to draft, and we're all suited and booted. Do you drink during that, do you? There, there will be some mimosas um, on hand. Some yes, what, sorry, mimosas. Books, 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 books. Mimosas. Books fizz. onion barge. Books fizz. Okay. Books fizz, mate. Books fizz. Mimosa. Um, yeah, so that's where I shall be, and then potentially York races on the afternoon. But um, I'll be with you in spirit, and I hope you have a good time uh, meeting Lamps. Yeah, Frankie yeah, boy. Frankie boy. Yeah. Yeah. Should be a good one. Good, should good, be. Good test. Should be a good game. Yeah. Don't you, as long as it's not nil nil. Let's let's have something to talk about. Well, I think unlike at Stoke, we'll have the first team out. Uh, yeah. For the last two preseason games, and it's it's really time to get motoring now. So yeah, should be good. Happy days. Okay. Hope you enjoyed the podcast uh, from Tim from myself. Take care. Have a great weekend, peeps. We'll see you soon. Bye bye.